This is On The Radar, coming at you as always, we talk about local national sports and pop culture as well. And as always, as I mentioned, we always get to the news about everything that's happened in the world. You know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. This is episode 159. Rest in peace to Andrew Lansbury, who lived a very full life. She lived to the age of 96. We obviously know her as the Irish-British actress who had various roles in film, stage, and TV, one of the longest in entertainment industry history, spanning eight decades. She also is one of the last surviving members of the golden age of cinema. And obviously she was in things like Gaslit, National Velvet, The Picture of Dorian Gray, and two Academy Award nominations, Golden Globe Awards, The Mandarin Candidate, the Broadway musical Ma'am. Then she was in musicals Gypsy, Sweeney Todd, The King and I, Murder, She Wrote. And then she voiced stuff in Disney's Beauty and the Beast and Anastasia. And in Nanny McPhee and Mary Poppins Returns, she received an honorary Academy Award as a Lifetime Achievement from the BAFTA, Lifetime Achievement Tony Award, five additional Tony Awards, six Golden Globes, an Oliver Award, nominated for other things including the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress on three occasions, Primetime Emmy Awards on 18 occasions, a Grammy. And in 2004, she was made Dame Commander of the Order of the British Empire by Queen Elizabeth, so she was knighted, and three biographies. So yeah, she lived a very long life, super successful in everything that she did. So rest in peace, Angela Lansbury. Rest in peace, Eileen Ryan. She was an actress and also the wife and direct uh, the wife of actor and director Leo Penn, and obviously the mother of Sean Penn and his brothers. She passed at the age of 94. The last thing she was in, Rules Don't Apply. And in television, she was in The Twilight Zone, Bonanza, Cannon, Matlock, ER, NYP Do, Ally McBeal, CSI, Without a Trace, Men of a Certain Age, Private Practice, Grey's Anatomy, and the last thing getting on, so rest in peace to Eileen Ryan. Rest in peace to Lee Cohen, the longtime agent of uh, the literary agent known as the Hammer and the Moose. He was... Worked at William Morris. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Nikki Fink, an American blogger, journalist, and publisher, who was also the editor-in-chief and president of Deadline Hollywood for a bit of time. She passed away at age of 68. Rest in peace to Sarah Lee, the professional wrestler who started in the WWE. She passed away tragically at age of 30 years old. And rest in peace to baseball player Tommy Boggs, the pitcher who had a 20-44 record of 422 ERA and 270 strikeouts, played for the Rangers Braves, and the Rangers again passed away at age of 66. He went into college coaching when his career was done. So rest in peace to Tommy Boggs. In football news, the NFL and NBA have reached agreement on the amended concussion protocols in effect starting this past Sunday. They agree the outcome in this case is not what was intended when the protocols were drafted. As such, has been done in previous cases based on the advice of parties respect to medical experts. The protocol will be modified to enhance the safety of players, which is good because two a man got the worst of it. But they did say when they looked into that investigation, they got it right. But the thing is, even though they got it right, they said they need to do a better job at doing that. And... Aaron Rodgers has now thrown for over 500 touchdowns in his career, but Mercedes Lewis this past Sunday is the only former first-round pick to ever catch a touchdown pass, which is interesting. 
and Mahomes heading into the game last uh, Monday night had the most wins by a quarterback in his first 25 divisional sta- uh, start. So that, that obviously continued into the night. And the Atlanta Falcons have traded linebacker Deion Jones in a 2024 seventh round pick to the Browns for a 2024 sixth round pick. So again, Falcons know they're not going anywhere. You might as well trade people. Jalen Hurts has 19 rushing touchdowns in his first 20 career starts, and now will surpass Cam Newton at his 18 career rushing touchdowns for the most touchdowns by a quarterback in his first 25 starts. Uh, that's a good, interesting thing to show how good he's been playing. And fallout from Monday Night Football when Devontae Aston pushed the cameraman. The victim uh, is a photographer. The end of the game, he was pushed to the ground. He made arrangements for private transport to the hospital for treatment, and what, and which time he called the police. The injury is pre- preliminary thought to be non-life-threatening. The incident will be investigated by the assault unit detective. So that's definitely going to come back to haunt them for pushing him. But I don't think they should suspend him. It's more what's probably going to happen is he's probably going to have to pay a fine, and he's going to get sued. In baseball news, the Mets were the first team to win 100-plus games and now reach the Division Series. But that is obviously based on the current format they have. Because before, there was only like one wild card or two wild cards. Now there was multiple games, okay? In NBA news, they bring about the original countdown crew from last year, the ones they had. For Mike Greenberg, who already has a talk show, an ESPN Plus show, and a radio show. Obviously, Woj, Jalen Rose, Michael Wilbon, and Stephen A. Smith. Additionally, they announced multi-year extensions for Rose and Wilbon, which obviously makes sense. And the NBA says they have a new warning card at games that said that any of the gestures or behaviors you have made directed to players is obviously against them, and you get one warning. And if you get the second warning, then obviously you will be immediately ejected from arena without a refund. And the Rays-Guardians game lasted only 2 hours and 17 minutes. It was the shortest postseason in 1999. And also their 14-inning game was the first postseason to be scoreless through 13 innings. And Victor Wamayana, the this huge draft prospect from France, supposedly wears a size 20 and a half. Only Shaquille O'Neal, Bob Lanier, and Taco Fall to have shoe size bigger. In Europe, he wears about a 55, which is interesting to think about. And when it's all said and done, Albert Pujols finished with the fifth most games, over 3,000. Ninth for 3,384 hits. Just close to getting to 390, so, you know, pretty close to, to having 3,400 hits. 703 home runs, fourth all-time, 2,218 RBIs, which is second most all-time, 1,400 plus are extra base hits, third all-time, total bases, 6,200, which is second most, go-ahead home runs and pitchers and homers against, obviously the, the most for that. And officially in baseball, these are players who officially became free agents when the season ended, Tyler Davis. Justin Garneau, Andrew Knapp, Pace Severino, which all are backup catcher. Infielders, utilities players like Will Anastadulo, Yohan Camargo, Michael Chavis, Matt Davison, Dixon Machado, Richie Martin, Josh, Fannin Meter, and Tyler Wade. Outfielders, Greg Allen, Lewis Brinson, Jalen Davis, Jonathan Davis, Jackson Frazier, and Brett Phillips. Pitchers, Tyler Beattie, Austin Bryce, Miguel DiPolo, Jared Eikhoff, Luke Farrell, Paul Fry, Eric Hannell, Travis Lankin Sr., Mike Mayers, Daniel Megan, Wamanaya, Sean Newcomb, Dylan Peters, Derek Rodriguez, Cedar Valdez, and Arusa Bala. And the two 2023 draft lottery odds have been finalized. The Nationals and the A's, who purposely tried losing this year, have the number one chance for the percentage, followed by the Pirates, the Reds, the Royals, Tigers, Rangers, Rockies, Marlins, Angels, followed by the Diamondbacks, the Cubs, the Twins, the Red Sox, the White Sox, Giants, Orioles, and Brewers. 
in football news. This London game, which is a 30-second game supposedly they've had, is the first time that both teams had a winning record, the Packers versus the Giants. Jake Elliott was out with an ankle injury. Brian Hoyer is officially out with a concussion. Naeem Hines and Cameron Braid are out with concussion. And Miles Garrett, after that car accident, is now back. Andy Isabella, just shortly after being cut by the Cardinals, is back playing football with Baltimore. Landon Collins is back with the Giants. That's a good move for their defense. Garrett Bowles has a broken leg, so he's out for a while. Ronald Darby towards ACL, and he's out for the year with Garrett Bowles. Albert Wilson is going to Vegas. Lee Corso, due to illness, has missed the last two college game days. Hopefully he gets better. Max Williams was cut by the Cardinals, but then re-signed to a practice squad deal. Austin Siebert was cut. And Justin Hearn is ACL. He's out for the year. The right tackle. Right receiver Chalen Burks is on the injured reserve. Malcolm Brown's officially on the active roster for the Rams. to come back to them. Russell Wilson is announced that he's starting to PRP injects in his right shoulder, and he'll be playing through the injury all season long. Obviously, that's not the reason he has been bad, but still. T.J. Watt is officially, we know he had his injury, and they weren't sure if it's going to be out for the years. It's going to be out for five to six weeks. Well, he's going to out, out be a further time because he went and had knee surgery as well to clear up an injury he had. Teddy Bridgewater had elbow injuries and a concussion. So after Tua gets injured in back-to-back games, Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt, and he's taken out of the game with the new protocols, and they put in this first, the seventh-round pick rookie, and they did not win. Sarian Smith was carted off the field in the game, the cornerback, and he's going to be out with a neck injury. Rashad Penny hurt his ankle, and it, Pete Carroll says it's probably likely going to end his season. So that is not good, as he's obviously going to. They, they Obviously, Chris Carson retired. Homer's injured. They don't have a lot of them. Press fire move, Chris Olave and Isaiah McKenzie both left games with all three of them left games with concussions. Damon Harris left the game with a hamstring, and Baker Mayfield's in a walking boot, so it's not really going well for the Panthers. Emmanuel Mosley towards ACLs after the year. The 49ers can't catch a break. They're running back and their quarterback, and now a cornerback, and a lot of their guys have been hurt. Running back Tony Jones is going to the Saints. And Marcus Williams injured as risk with the Ravens. The cornerback, he's gonna miss significant time. Matt Rule was fired after 11-27 start, four years into a seven-year deal. Steve Wilkes, the guy who coached the Cardinals for one year with Josh Rosen, he's now the interim coach. They, they fired defensive coordinator Phil Snow. Trishon Warden injured ACL defense tackle. He's out for the year. Davi Ragdrugrads had a concussion. Ben Barthron has gone to the injured reserve with a knee injury. And Corey Clement's officially on the Cardinals. Khalil Kareem was officially cut. Wentz has a shoulder injury. And Sam Fickens was picked up by the Lions because they you know they picked up the Bagley kicker from the Bears. So for them, they're just shuffling the deck at kicker. Tom Brady announced that he and four-time tennis champion Kim Kleisters are going to be part of ownership group for pickleballs. You mentioned LeBron James and other people. And, of course, Devontae Adams breaking news was charged, again, as they said, a misdemeanor assault by the Kansas City Municipal Court. As I knew that was something that's going to come back to haunt him for shoving a cameraman that blatantly. He's not like, oh, oh, we ran into a play and, oh, the cameraman's in the way. No, he just blatantly shoved him. The Vikings have signed Theo Jackson. And Antonio Wesley underwent some vessel surgery repair torn quad on Monday. And 
Carson Wentz's injury is a right shoulder injury, which is a big, big time injury there. And Antoine Wesley's got a torn quad. And they announced that Deion Sanders, who's known, you know, nickname is Primetime, is getting himself a show called Prime Coach on what channel? Amazon. So that's interesting that they're like, yeah, we're going to put it on Amazon Prime, a show about Prime. Basketball news. We all have seen the Jordan Poole getting into an altercation with Draymond Green, who punched him in the face, and the video leaked. Draymond Green announced that he's stepping away from the team. So further on what's going to happen there, if the league is going to suspend him or something, but pretty much that is the basketball news there where that's a big-time thing if the league thinks that's something you should do. But guess what? Funny story. Who's the head coach of Golden State Warriors? Steve Kerr. Who did Steve Kerr famously get into a fight in practice when he joined the Bulls? Michael Jordan. What happened to him? He got his ass kicked and he got punched in the face. So, yeah. So, there's no strangers to that, the Warriors. Ben Gordon was officially charged with hitting his son at an airport. So, like, they assault of a kid. I'm, you know, not all the details, but they're just like, you know what? You've been arrested for smacking your kid in an airport with a closed fist, you know, at LaGuardia Airport. So, I don't know what's going on with Ben Gordon, but I don't know if that's something that you get arrested for. But nowadays, with the culture, after Adrian Peterson and all these other people with abusing their kids and whatnot. And then Malcolm McClung, who had just cut recently, got cut again by the 76ers. LaMelo has an ankle sprain, so we'll monitor that going into the season. And LeBron James' son, Bronny, has officially signed an NIL deal with Nike. A lot of baseball news to get to. Mike Matheny was officially fired when the season ended. And that makes sense. Dayton Moore in the front house was all cleared out in Kansas City. So they want to probably start from scratch. That makes the most sense. But again, as you could tell, you cleared out the front office. So it's the front office's fault. You can't blame Kansas City for being bad. They did develop Bobby Wood Jr. They got past Aquino. And they got Prado. So they got that. They obviously waited way too long to trade Whit Merrifield and not get any value out of him. And this year, they've called up so many young outfielders I've never heard of. They're figuring out the outfield. They're figuring out what's going to do with Mundesai when he's healthy next year because between him, Nicky Lopez, and Whit, you got to figure, you got to define what position these guys are at. Obviously, Sal Perez is in the back nine of his career, so Melendez would be the guy that takes over eventually. And between Singer and Bubik, they don't have a lot of young starting pitching, and that's probably one of the reasons. Luisa Rise and Jeff McNeil officially won batting titles, but again, as I mentioned with other teams, this is not the manager's fault. Carlos Correa, Javi Baez, Jose Miranda, Jose Barrios, Kike Hernandez announced they're going to be on the roster with Edwin Diaz and Marcus Stroman for Puerto Rico. That's a pretty stacked team there. Bobby Witt Jr. and Devin Williams are going to play for Team USA. The Reds find Al Zinter, Leo Tunnel. Christian Perez, Ronaldo Valles, and Delano the Shields Sr., who had the best career out of all these guys. They're basically clearing out the, the coaching staff of the Reds, and and it, then if they don't do well next year, it's going to be on David Bell. But again, the worst that the Reds could be is last, because they purposely, the front office, try to lose, and that's on them. And the best they could be is third place if they really try it. So again, not on the manager if we know that they're purposely clearing out the house there. Rangers have fired Doug Mathis, Brendan Segarra, their pitching coaches. And the Josh Johnson guy is going to be reassigned to the minor leagues, the coach there. Otani officially 
pitch 162 innings, so he's qualifying for both pitching and hitting categories. The first guy to do both and be good at both. Miguel Cabrera is going to play for Team Venezuela, which makes sense. Dylan Tate and Merrill Kelly are going to be USA, which makes sense. Julio Urias, Randy Ozarena are going to go to Mexico. But it makes sense for guys like Dylan Tate and Merrill Kelly and Devin Williams. They're not the best or the worst middle of the pack guys because a lot of guys don't want to do it. Jose Abreu, there's reports that he's not going to re-sign with the White Sox. He'll go elsewhere. That makes a lot of sense because no offense to Jose Abreu. His power disappeared this year. He was inconsistent. Yeah, he's one of the batting leaders, top top 10 batting leaders in the American League. But where's his, I'm going to hit 30 home runs. Where am I? I'm going to be the league leader in RBIs like three, four years of tops. Where is that? Like it just disappeared. There was, there was questions this year about clubhouse presence. Like last year was a lot different than this year. They have Gavin Sheets. That dude is a masher. They got Andrew Vaughn, who can hit 20-something home runs a year, which he, he could do. But he also is fry average, gets on base a lot. And guess what? Both of them are first basemen. Don't want to see, again, the two of them flanking a guy like A.J. Pollock because Luis Robert can't stay healthy. Like, you need to be the ability to let your first baseman play first base and stop playing in the outfield. So, yeah, it's going to be sad to see him go, but, you know, it's about time. You got to move on. Sox said move on to Mark Burley. They said goodbye to Jermaine Dye. They said goodbye to, you know, Joe Creedy. There's a lot of guys the White Sox said goodbye to, and you probably said, well, they probably shouldn't have because then their careers didn't end well elsewhere. But you got to do it. Frank Thomas left. It just happened. Aurelis Chapman decided not to be at a workout and hang out in Miami, so he's left off the roster. But again, this dude hasn't been healthy this year. He hasn't been great, so I don't know really much of an impact he has. Martin Perez officially led this year in the league with 87 looking strikeouts. Rob Thompson, after we announced the previous week that Phil Nevin got a one-year deal because they're not sure what they want to do, lame duck year. Rob Thompson at least gets two years of the Phillies because guess what? Even with Bryce Harper out for a lot of time and they had a lot of injuries this year and they had to reshuffle their center field defense, Castellanos missed a lot of time. They had to reshuffle their infield and their infield defense that and their whole entire bullpen. That Rob Thompson stayed the course and they made the playoffs. And they just won the wild card round against the division winner, the Cardinals, who are definitely a better team. So he deserves a lot of credit, could win a lot of first-year votes. The Braves, after locking up Michael Harris and so many other young players on their team in recent years, like Austin Riley to a 10-year deal, they decided they're going to lock up the Spencer Strider dude who's probably going to finish in top three and NL Rookie of the Year to a six-year, $75 million deal. They just want to keep it there. Fortune news for Phil Maton, he broke his hand punching a locker after facing his brother in Cleveland a couple the other week, and he's not going to be on the roster, which, again, stupid injury, but that's what happens. Pete Puttica, the Astros assistant GM, is now in the San Francisco Giants GM under Fireheart Society. You know, they just want, they're like, let's steal somebody from the Astros, even though people have accused the Astros of cheating and their GM got fired. But either way, Eric K., the guy who sold drugs to Tyler Skagg, is 22 years old. What the show is... There is no Scooby-Doo. This is before they met Scooby-Doo, even though if you saw the cartoon movie Scoob and you watched a pup named Scooby-Doo and they had some origin stories with Shaggy and Scooby in the comic books and everything, that Scooby and Shaggy have known each other for years. It's not like, oh, they just met on the street, you know? Like, oh, it's random as adults. But either way, that, that's the biggest thing. The other thing is Constance Wu is voicing Velma, I mean, Daphne. So they made the character Asian. They take Sam Redderson, who's a talented actor, and he is now playing Shaggy, but they're calling him by his real name and not Shaggy. And it's just like foresight. I'm like, okay, that's not really 
No, it's Norville. It's not Forsythe. Yeah. So, yeah, it's Norville. And then Glenn Howerton, who in whatever thing he's been in, it's always Sunny, AP Bio, you name it, is always funny. So him playing Fred, who's a, not the most smartest person in the world sometimes, you know, goofball, whatever, that is cool. But I'm going to say this. We live in a world where everything right now has to be inclusive of all genders and orientations, and I'm okay with that. But if you ask the average person, no matter what race, religion, culture, orientation, or gender they are, what do they want? I want a good television show. I want a good movie. I want a good cartoon. Like, I don't need to just to please the people and stuff like that. And it's if you're going to want to make something where you have a, a Middle Eastern woman, an Asian woman, a black man, just make an original idea or a, make, just come out with something that's original, not rehashing some scooby-doo's been around for years they've had plenty of television series they've had plenty of movies straight to dvd movies and they've had a lot of comic books and cartoons and video games i am just gonna say this like there you if it's already been done it's scooby-doo has jumped the shark so long that you don't need to continue to make cartoons or tv shows just stop this is something you just got to stop making more than making it pc culture it's about just stop making these programs okay Arthur announced they're getting his podcast as the show's over. Jermaine Clement is going to be this thing called Kula Man. And Justin Long's going to be in this television show, Goosebumps. Another thing that they've made a bunch of stuff out of. Okay. America's Got Talent. All-Stars Official going to NBC. Obviously, Simon Cowell. They're going to have Heidi Klum. Howie Mandel and Terry Crews. Makes sense. Kelsey Grammer is going to be in this 12 Days of Christmas Eve with his daughter. Coropolis was a new scene to it, Fox. Let me get this straight. Bless the Hearts, which the animation and the show improved in season two. Ah, let's cancel it. No word on the show Housebroken, which is not the greatest show ever. But then, Duncanville, which you renewed before season three, before even season two came out, in a way where that came a thing, and then you pushed it back to being out in the summer, which is not really what it was. Those two, those two out of the three shows I mentioned, canceled. Because they want to clear the way for Karopolis and this other show. Well, guess what? The show hasn't been on the air and they renewed it. So we're going to get stuck with a show that could potentially be worse than Housebroken. Nowhere near the level of Blessed Hearts and definitely nowhere near the level of Duncanville. And you're just going to, like, renew it. Like, hold out your horses, Fox. You were not the CW before this merger where you got to renew every single show. It just makes absolutely no sense to renew something before you even know if it's good. Keanu Reeves and the, and the director... Todd Field is out at this white city. Tom Helling's going to be in the Welling, excuse me, is going to be in Winchester's, that prequel that I'm going to watch when there's three episodes. I just watched the remake of Quantum Leap, which they call a revival because it brings in characters from the original show and mentions them, and the show Monarch. Both those television shows will be uploaded as soon as these Jewish holidays are over this upcoming next week and my roommate buddy's wedding's over, so there's time. I'm going to review Rookie Feds and probably East New York and anything else that has had at least three episodes. Like, so help me Todd, baby, okay? So it's cool that Tom Welling is going to be in Winchester's because a dude is Superman from Smallville. It's cool he's going to be in another show on the CW. Damian Wayne Jr. and Damian Wayne Sr. want to be in his sitcom together, a father-son sitcom on CBS. I'm going to say this. Those who remember... There's a short-lived sitcom with Amber West Stevens married to Damon Waynes Jr. where her f- mother was white and her father was played by 
the man who played Deacon in King of Queens, if you ever watched that. And and that was Victor Williams. So Victor Williams and this white woman played the father of Amber Steve, the parents of Amber Steve, which made sense because she's biracial. And the two of them live together, and they're the those in her parents are doctors, but they're retired doctors, and they're just relaxing. And in one or two episodes, who played Damon Wayne's Jr.'s father? Uh, Damon Wayne Sr. So like, I I, I gotta like understand. Like, in the, what what's going on when it comes to, yep, it's already been there, you've already done that. Like, why in the world are you rehashing that idea? That show wasn't that great of a show, but you've already had him have his father playing before in his show. So that's where I'm like, I don't know why you gotta redo that, okay? Quantum Leap has been given 18 episodes, which nowadays is a lot, because most shows are lucky to get 8 to 10 or even 12 episodes. So that's usually a good sign when a show gets a full season order or just gets just additional episodes it all depends really how the last episode they made if it was good enough to be the finale or not but that's another story that's usually a good sign because a lot of times shows that they don't get additional episodes or a full season order they're probably not getting renewed there's like there's still a chance the show gets canceled because there's been plenty of shows that get canceled even though they get a full season order or additional episodes and i've watched it you'll get my opinion on it and i'm gonna still say this it's not bad it's not good not the thing. Tina, Tina Fey, and Jamie Duran, and Michelle Yeoh, and Kyle Adler are going to be this thing called Honey Venice. John Stamos is going to be in this product called Open Book. And they're going to make this thing called Fear, a remake at Peacock for a movie. Android Taylor, Miles Teller are going to be in this thing called Gorge. Chance the Rapper and this guy from One Direction called Khalil... Torn is going to be the new judges on The Voice because Blake Shelton's leaving the show at the end of the season. And, yeah, his name is Neil Horan. I don't know who he is, but I think, like, The Voice is supposed to be really talented singer, songwriter, musicians that you actually want to, like, learn from. So I don't know if you really want to learn from a really short-lived pop group in One Direction, but, again, Chance the Rapper is pretty cool. Blake Shelton's been with the show for years, so it's interesting he's leaving. Graham McTavish is joining the Outlander. Bunked the show with Disney. Got renewed for season seven. Michelle Yeoh and Pete Davidson are added to the cast of Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. That's interesting. Pete Davidson gets to be in the, all these big time projects, despite not being the most talented actor in the world. But again, that's another story. And what I want to get to is Tom Swift's finale. Tom Swift, the show about the black billionaire genius whose father's a genius and they got all the money in the tech and his cousin's pretty smart and he's got a bodyguard and his adopted brother who's like his cousin is really smart too, blah, 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 blah. And his father gets stranded on a ship on a mission to Saturn and there's like this whole Illuminati sort of thing where you don't know who you can trust. Can you trust people in your family? Can you trust government? Can you trust employees at your company? Blah, 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 blah. You know. That sort of thing where he's got to have to save his father because that's who went after him. And this woman who they're trying to impress to, you know, invest in the company, she's in charge of this Illuminati thing called the rollback. And then can you really trust the congressman or not because he's working with them, but he really likes Tom Swift's, you know, Ashley Murray from Riverdale and Katie Keene. You like her and what? And obviously she killed her operatives because she doesn't care. 
and she wants Tom to join the road back. And, of course, he doesn't want to do that, but is that the only choice? He's not. No. Congressman was trying to steal stuff from Tom, but they're like, no, we just want it. He just wants to clear his name that he killed this doctor because he's an asshole. And he's like, you, he's, he's a, he doesn't have any morals, this guy. And then, obviously, she's using Swift Eye to access people's memories and see what she sees because he's trying to affect her. But, of course, supposedly she's been poisoning herself, so that doesn't really work. Zenzi finds out she doesn't want to be with the congressman. But then he's like, I got to know the truth because, of course, the roadback person was like, your father did this to when you were a kid. Gave you something so you wouldn't be gay or something. Like, I don't know. Like, all this stuff here. And it's like, find out his father did. Like, why would I want to save my dad then? And then, and like his ex-boyfriend or honor boyfriend was trying to impress her, but he doesn't know that she's a bad guy. So gives him tech, gives the woman tech. And, of course, she uses it to blow back in their face. And um, they try to save his dad because obviously Tom gave up. Even though they have one piece left and they're running out of time. The mom wants to know what's going on. Swift eye, all this stuff. And then, of course, they fake the message with the boyfriend. That's why he did her and didn't know. She hacked the memory thing, causing everyone to have bad memories. There's all the other stuff. And then finally, the mother, who I know from Supergirl and from SWAT, realizes that the Asian you know, CEO woman that works for the company was using one of the products to mind control her and recorded her all of her stuff, and she wants to say, you're out, but of course, black, you know, black, you know, blackballing her, not blackballing, but blackmailing her and stuff, so that's obviously what it is. People at conference are being attacked. Uh, his mom did actually know what happened to him, but she didn't say anything, and of course, he then was like, I'm going to live stream the evil plot, but then she's like, I'm still going to get you because... She blew up the factory that had internal silvers of Barkley, which is for obviously voiced by LeVar, excuse me, not LeVar Ball. I, I, I get sports on my brain. That's the sort of thing. Yeah, so no, it's not LeVar Ball, okay? Okay. <laughs> It's LeVar Burton's. You know how my brain works with sports. So, yeah, LeVar Burton's been voicing that character, you know, his, like, AI service and all this other stuff. So it's blown up, and he's not sure if he's going to save him or does he have time to go save his father. It's like he has to make a choice there. And obviously, and then he didn't realize he saw the message that his dad was apologizing for him as Barkley's being erased, and there's not enough space for him to be backed up. So it's very sad. he got to make this moment. And then he realized he can't use a lot of technology because he's so reliant on the AI to do things that he's, like, stuck. And, of course, they said the congressman was in a car accident and he's dead. Well, of course, the road back got to him. The mom, as I mentioned, went to fire, but she's getting blackmailed. Then there's, like, this wormhole would bring back his dad. But the problem is it won't bring him back until, like, 40, 50, 60 years later. Because if he goes right now and tries to save him, he won't make it through the wormhole because... Something to do with the road back and some sign sort of thing where it'll blow up and he will die. And that this Rowan dude who they thought was working for the road back actually, you know, from the future from 2096. And that's how his father was able to send all this stuff and save himself as fully in the future. And this cool that Rowan's from the future. So maybe it wasn't really his, his wife or illegitimate child that he's protecting from that scientist. And maybe his father or him in the future, but yeah, it ends on the cliffhanger of his father's never going to come back, he's stuck in the future, and Rowan's from the future, and he's trying to help, blah, 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 and then they're like, well, the show's over, they uh, canceled it, they canceled it like five, six episodes into it, CW didn't even give it a chance to get a full season, and I'm, I mentioned this, CW likes to sometimes renew shows 
three to four or five episodes in, I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? This time they're like, we're going to cancel it three to four episodes in. And I left on a cliffhanger. So CW's idea of having like an Archieverse with Katie Keene when they, nope, that got canceled. Them having a Nancy Drew universe. Nope. So unless they're going to make a Josie and the Pussycats TV show, unless they're going to make a Hardy Boys TV show, those universes are dead. Flash is essentially in his last season. Superman and Lois is in a different universe. So there's no Arrowverse, really. And, of course, all you have left is All-American Universe. That's pretty much it. Now, obviously, you have a prequel to Walker, and you got a prequel to Supernatural. So you have a, you have a Supernatural Universe and a prequel universe. But it's not like these shows are going to cross over. There's really not, like, much you can do there. But, yeah. And, as always... Rest in peace to everybody who passed away, everybody who's injured or sick or not doing that great. Heal up, get better. Happy trails to anybody who retired, which I didn't get to. Obviously, anybody retiring. This was obviously episode 159. We always talk about local national sports. Follow me on Twitter or Radar4428 or the blog account, Radar4428, on the RadarMedia.com or on the Radar Entertainment blog. Check out the YouTube channel on the Radar. Subscribe, like, whatever, comment for movie reviews. Baseball observations, I just posted like a wild card observations and a second half of the whole season observations. The latest things upline are the Panic at the Disco album review. Eventually, Chicago's album review will be up there. You'll get your Monarch and your Quantum Leaf television reviews. And because the basketball season is coming, that's something that's going to happen soon where, of course, on the radar at Apple, Google, or Spotify where you can look up the Eastern Conference preview by next week, the Western Conference, and you'll see a written preview on the website Link shared on Facebook. You'll get a, you'll get a predictions on how the one through eight in each comp, one through six, uh, excuse me, one through fifteen is going to be in the conference. My pre, my preseason like uh, predictions on the awards and the playoffs. But yeah, thanks again for listening to episode one for the. I'm Radar from the Radar. See you guys next time.